Right. New setup. Crystal clear. Is it biscuit tin? Is it biscuit tin? <laughs> no, it's better actually. Do you want to know why that was happening? Why? Had this face in the wrong way. <laughs> what a twat. What a twat. Hey, we've all done it. Uh, we <laughs> just doing some reading up on old Julian. I know. What a guy. I know. He's literally like Mr. Exeter, isn't he? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Have you, met, have you met him before? Have I met him? I've sat in his chair. Was he there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On his lap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've met him. No, he's kind enough to give me his chair in the, le- in the lounge. Oh, no way. Yeah, I've sat at the top table eating chicken. Have I met him? Have I met him? So, so, I'm so sorry I asked that. What a, what a disrespectful question. All right, John. Hello, how are you? All right, you look brighter and happier. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for it today. Forget yesterday. Forget yesterday. It's out, out of the system. Did you have a bit, bit of a word with yourself? I, uh, I, sort of, I pulled myself aside after the game yesterday. I thought you were going to say off. <laughs> yeah, now I'm completely chilled. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, dragged myself aside like a like a good manager would, and just said, yeah. "Look, off day yesterday. Yeah. We're allowed to have, and we're human." Julian Tag is waiting to come on. This is massive, John, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's massive for you guys. Well, not for you. No, I've known him for years. Okay. Oh God, I'm the odd one out. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm actually a little bit, I don't know, yeah, a little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Julian. Morning, David. Morning, how are you? Well, after, after, afternoon, even. How you Very doing? Well, mate. Oh, fantastic. I'll, I'll pick the right day to come on, haven't I? I'm like, yes, this is the one I wanted to get into. Honestly, thank you, because we sent a message saying, if you want to pull out today, you know, you know more than... No, I didn't get. I didn't get that message. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done anyway. There's no way I would have pulled out. Not a chance. Oh, thanks so much for coming on. No problem at all. I mean, right. I've got to be honest. I'm not sure how to talk to you, Julian. Mm. <laughs> well, taggy first. I don't know where the Julian business comes from, but anyway, <laughs> say what you like. I, I enjoy the pod, so I listen. But I, the one thing I like most of all. It's when you're taking the piss out of John, which is most of the time. <laughs> and Thanks, you, Taggy. And when you start laughing, and then I can't stop laughing. So <laughs> the pod is great. I, I, I do enjoy it. I mean, you do go off on some tangents, my jeez. You know, where are you going? Something. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, yeah, that's John's fault, to be fair. It mm. is John's fault. Yeah, I do agree. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to blame me, isn't it? John has known you since he was, what? Five, six. I don't know. You say, John. You know when you. I, I can't answer that question. What was? I would have been what? Uh, like seventeen, eighteen when we when I first started. Like, well, I started. We started at the, the the fo- I started at the football club in sort of ninety six, ninety seven, which was the start of the academy when we I ran the first team we ever had. So Dean Moxie was in that team. That's the people. That's the name that you'd know. And then in two thousand and three is when. When they, when they were making Exeter look like a bunch of clowns, you know, we really were the laughing stock. That's when I decided that it's about time somebody 
did something because it was embarrassing. I'm an Exeter boy, so that was so embarrassing. It wasn't true. It was it was a, sh- you know, you think it might be hard times now. <laughs> That's a proper shambles. So, how did you first? I sort of, I sort of want to ask you how you are today. Actually, first, Julian, with just, just because it feels like a little bit of a moment that I've not experienced before at Exeter. But what's it like just being in the centre of it? Um. Well, I, th- I suppose one of the things, if, if, if you've been in it when it's been really, really bad, and I mean, you know, beyond, you know, can't put a team on the pitch and you can't play the wages on a Friday for 10 years, you know, and you, you're, you're out on the pitch, forking the pitch, because if you don't get the game on, you can't pay. I mean, I've been in a lot deeper, uh, <laughs> excuse my French, a lot deeper shit than this, and, and we're in some, you know, so yeah. it sort of, it doesn't make it any more, doesn't make it any easier and of course you worry about everything but when you've been in that sort of state and that sort of you know the club's been in that kind of condition you sort of do begin to see a bigger picture rather than today and tomorrow Mm. so um it's i was um, going to ask you if you get sort of emotionally invested in the games individual games or whether you just Uh, uh, this is it this is really interesting um i don't really know quite how it works but if one of the younger players, because that's you know my background, I was a PE teacher, you know, lecturer at the college for twenty years, you know. Then I sort of retired because I had a bit of property on the side, as I because I used to do something in the holidays, holidays rather than sit on my ass, <laughs> which some teachers moan about. Um, and then you know, sort of, you know, started to get involved because of that. I was teaching sports psychology, and you know, my son was about nine or 10 and I got a bad injury when I was 21, 22. So I couldn't play. It just completely stopped me. So that was a big hole in my sort of football edge. I couldn't even watch football. Couldn't watch match of the day or the Sunday. Couldn't play. So really, really, that was a big hit. And my son got a bit interested. And of course I was teaching psychology. So really what I wanted to do was see if the stuff I could teach on a day-to-day basis, I could sort of pass on and see whether it had any effect or not. Yeah. Now, this is a, this is a big mistake. <laughs> So it was a complete accident that I got into this, and, and as I say, until 2003. So, you know, that's the background and the reason I got involved. But the, 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 the point of your question was when somebody from the youth scores, I jump up straight away without the subliminal. But if we score in a game, one, two, three, I don't move. I don't, I don't move. I don't clap. I don't jump up. I don't do anything. And, and that's subliminal. I don't know why. Afterwards, Afterwards, I do. You know, when we when the game's over, because the old adage, it's never over till it's over. And I am so, it, I was like that as a player. We score a goal, all I wanted to do was scream at everybody to get ready for the next bit. They're all jumping about and jumping in the crowd and taking their shirt off and all that bullshit. I'm like, start <laughs> concentrating on what you need to concentrate on. It's making yeah. sure they don't get one at the other end for the next 15, 20 minutes. So I was like that as a player. I noticed that, Julian. When I was sat near you, I kept I kept having a little look, and you look very relaxed. <laughs> well, not relaxed in, inside. It's like going on. You must know it. It's like going on stage. You know, I'm I am uncomfortable till the end of the game. You know, I only, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable usually when there's about eight to ten minutes to go, and we're three nil up. I like to be four nil up, then I can really enjoy the game. Other than that, it's torture. That's when you really get to, you know, when you're on top. So I'm sure people feel the same. Everybody experiences it in a different way. But that's that's what I do. But the, the interesting thing is that somebody, one of the youngsters scores, 
I'm on my feet instantly. Don't even think. Don't even think about it. I just leave the seat like everybody. Does. But not when we score. You know, a normal at, at the end. That's different. So yeah, I'm, I suppose I'm strange. I'd have to be for being here for twenty years. You can't be strange. I mean, do you do you think about Exeter every sort of working? Are you in your pajamas at night go talking about Exeter? Um, I've had a little bit of a sort of you know I've had to think through. You know, I've been in it now. Well, 20 years in the boardroom and May 20, 2003, and then probably seven or eight years before that. And, you know, that takes a big toll on the people around you. So mm. I've been the last sort of two years, I'm certainly the last year, I've still been very involved, but a backseat in terms of the, the decision making and so on, which is, you know, it's always about succession planning. We've always planned for what comes in the future and we've done it really well. And, I've, people have heard me say it a million times, you know, it's not the survival of the fittest, it's the survival of the adaptable. You have to adapt to the circumstances and where we were 20 years ago to where we are today is unrecognisable. So you have to apply that to yourself as well. Now that's really difficult to start to sort of step away. Are they doing it differently? Are they doing it wrong? Well, of course they're doing it differently. They're different people. So, you know, and, and I think the thing that I've got is the experience of having been around the block I've seen what's happening to us before a couple of times. So I sort of know what to do, not not because it's clever, but because experience tells you what not to do and what you did do, what was right, what was wrong. So over the last sort of year, certainly two years less and the last year less on purpose, really. But do I think about it all the time? 24, seven years, just, just doesn't leave you. You can't, you can't get that out. You know, I'm born and bred Exeter. I've been, I played as I was a ball boy. I played for the club as a youngster. You know, it really is really in me. And, and I will always support and do whatever I can, whenever I can, however I can. But I must let the next generation, I mean, for God, you know, heaven forbid, John might be one of them. You know, anything could go wrong, can it? So I'm not, sure, <laughs> not sure it's the right decision, but I have to do that. And it's, it's a tough, it's really difficult to do. But, you know, you've got some good people in there. You know, Nick's done a great job. He really, you know, really feels for the club and the, and, and the, and the ownership model. And that's why he's in it. And um, Jeremy's come on board. So I'm sure we'll come to the manager at some stage. But, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think about it? All the time, David, yeah. Well, because we're going through a tricky time, my, yeah. like, if when we lose on Saturday, my immediate thought is, Gary, how, how's he feeling? How are you feeling? Mm. How's everyone in the club? For, it just must be so stressful. Like, just that, that unease and pressure. Yeah, you're, and, you're desperate to win. But, um, but I, I think, in, in, like in everything in life, really, you, you have to deal with it in... in, in in a way, I, I deal with pretty many everything. What, what can you do tomorrow or today? What's the medium term? And, and what's the long term? So I've, I've always, you know, they call it vision, call it what you like, but it's just long term, you know, everybody's fancy with strategy or whatever. I always know what I'm looking for in the longer term. And I, I can't remember who it was, but I think it's the either the Facebook guy or the Google guy he says, I've never had a, I've never had a plan of how to get somewhere. I just know where I want to go and I find my way there. And I sort of work like that. Now that doesn't, I know in business, lots of people don't like that, but that's how I work. You know, like I, I know where I want to get to. I'm not quite sure, but I'll find a way. And if that doesn't work, we'll find another way. And that's what I think about leadership. You know, if you have a leader, there's probably three or four ways you can go, but if every, as long as everybody's going the same way, 
Mm. If everybody starts going in different directions, and that's what uh, you know we describe in lockdowns, people think we should do this, do that, do the other. As long as you have one one person that's strong enough to say this is the this is the route we should take, and everybody yeah. and and carry people with you, then you usually get to where you want to go. Well, I've not I've not. That's always worked for me anyway. I'm sure there's plenty of people who said it. It's failed, but it's worked for me. I'm sure you you must do it. You know you you know I I have to say you know going off track a little bit that film you did with the um uh the robot i, was br- I loved it that's oh, really good but you. you must but you must have had a vision of how that was gonna come about you must have thought well how's that gonna work and then you must have put it all together when you didn't you didn't know at the beginning you probably saw i don't know you probably you probably yeah, saw no, the end all, product it was, yeah it was all just bits and pieces really along the way and um first it started off on the radio then it it went into live. Then we made a short film. There was no, there was actually no plan. It was just all happy accidents. Yeah, that's my point. You you found your way through it. You sort of had an idea what it might have looked like, and then you found your way there. That's. But people want a business plan. No, no, no. Baggy, you spoke there. You spoke there about what you see. Well, like you, we, we want to follow things how you see it. What do you see? What do you want? Um. Well, I, I have a slightly different view of where we were from the beginning for the club-wise. I didn't think we could make this work. And, and I think it I think it'd be foolish for me to stand here and say it hasn't got limitations because football is flawed, isn't it? Football is a, is a farce because there's you know, ridiculous amounts of money coming in from all over the place. A friend of mine wrote to me the other day and said, the, uh, the, the leagues one and two, and I think below as well, are just becoming the playthings of the American investment companies. Well, you know, a club like ours, and I think we're original. At the beginning, I thought, you know, maybe we, we, we this model will. And that's what happens to most trusts, isn't it? They, they come in, they hold the fort, they get things going, and then they immediately they can, they sell out. They literally sell out to somebody. Look at Pompey, look at any number of them, York. Look at, because it's about a million times harder than you think it is. <laughs> Everybody, you pick a team on Saturday or you get a place just, I mean, it's a really, really complex business, which has got seven or eight parts of the pie and you have to get them all working. You have to spend time in all of them. And it's an absolute, I used to be for, for years. If I wasn't back, I'd go, go out to, in the mornings for breakfast on Sunday with my wife. If I wasn't back by 12 o'clock to prepare for the week, I was uncomfortable. I was like, you know, she 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 would know. And that's for probably 12, 15 years of doing that. So okay. I don't do the Sundays now. I'm like doing other things, which is which is fantastic because that that, mm. that that responsibility has gone elsewhere now. So, but it's I don't think people realise how tough it is. It's tough. It really is difficult. After Saturday's game, oh, can you do other things on a Sunday? Um. Yeah, I can actually now. I can. I, of course, I I mean, it is an interesting one. So this weekend, because I knew we were at Fleetwood, a bit too far to travel, I do go to quite a few away games. But I actually really like going to the where, where we got loan players. So we got the young youth players. I love going. I went down to Torquay the other day and watched Sonny play against... Um, play against Torquay for Yeovil, and then I saw, saw he scored two. That's what I really like doing. But this weekend, I went away with some friends. I like a bit of adventure. So we did a, a, a four-by-four expedition in up in the Welsh Welsh hills. <laughs> and we're going through this sort of 19-mile track, which is off-road. And uh, and I've got the radio going, and I've actually managed to 
get my my Wi-Fi running. So I've got the I've got it on the screen in the Discovery, doing about two mile an hour up and down these like ridiculous hills and you know rocks and stuff. So th th there's the point. You know, I'm so I get to that point, sort of two o'clock. I'm desperate to watch and hear and understand. I wasn't quite so desperate by half time, but yeah. <laughs> but you you know you I. It's very difficult not to switch off at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I, I don't think I ever will. And I don't, I don't necessarily really want to. You know, I want to do other things. I want to, you know, I'm not, I'm no spring chicken anymore, and I've been in it, as I say, 20, 25, 26, 27 years. So I want to be involved, but I can't. You know, it's just the toll on everybody around you, not to mention on yourself, is it's huge. And there's some good people coming through. John is an exception, but other than that, we've got some good, some good people coming. You can't, you can't pick them all. You know, sometimes they pick themselves. Yeah. I mean, we did a pod yesterday, Julian, and I've never seen John like it. No. It's no, tr yeah, very it, troubling. It, it, it is hood up. He was, yeah, he was having a go at us. Oh, getting very nasty, yeah. Uh, prickly, I think we said. I don't know why. Saturday's result just absolutely took it out of me. And like, and like Taggy was saying there, like he, he struggles to switch off when he's doing his his bits on a Saturday. Well, you know, I was at the horse racing trying to enjoy myself, and all I could think of was, oh, we're three 0 down. This is crap, da -da -da, whatever. So, like, I, f I feel like I'm on a similar path to. Uh, but I get, to Taggy. I get your point, John. You know, I'm reading this morning, and you know, just just looking through some. I was looking for something else, and. I am absolutely getting vilified for some of the decisions I had nothing to do with, but I'm absolutely getting, <laughs> and, but you know what? I really don't care. I, I've been there a million times before over the 20 years. I've been absolutely plastered, you know? It's, so is that because you're experienced? You're just used to it, Julian. So it's all you do get used to, I used to, I used to read X-Web religiously inside Ooh. out, upside down, what was going on. I needed to understand. I don't think I've read it for the last three or four years. And, and and somebody says something really, which makes it easier for me, because when you read some of this stuff, my wife goes mad. And my son, why are you doing it? Why should we involve these people? So, yeah, just let it go. Occasionally, they get a bit, they gets a bit too strong, and somebody goes over the top. But but for somebody said, don't worry about it. He said they probably haven't taken their medication this morning, and that's how I look at it. You know, they're <laughs> just having a rant because they're upset, they're under, or they they've got some perception of me as some kind of arsehole or whatever that's in their club and they want rid or, and I'm the easiest target to, to point out. You know what? I, I, I used to worry about that and, and I want to speak to everybody and tell them that's not the case, but mm. you can't change the world. And there's always going to be those people out there in every football club, I guess. So you just have to put up with it, but it's not, it really isn't nice sometimes when it, you no. know, family stuff comes into it. That That's what gets me when they start talking about, your wife or your son or your whatever you know you know, that that really does so other than that you know what good luck to him it really frustrates me taggy when i read things like that on on social media as well because i see it as well football like, directed at you and i like obviously i've had the pleasure of sitting down and speaking to you many times and i don't think people quite understand how much you really have done like mm. i i really think that the, this club would be in a far worse position if not even here had it not been for you and i think people just forget that when you know when now we're out of it and you know everything <laughs> seems to be okay and it's you, you know it's, it's annoying it really is frustrating and i wish and, and this is why it's good to have you on because it's an opportunity to really like get that That's point across a, i appreciate that john so i remember very beginning 2003 there was three of us involved and um, one of them uh, 
Ian is after I don't know every 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 month or two months he's I'm going to resign. I said if you're going to resign every time there's going to be a problem, you're going to be resigning like every three or four days. You know, you just have to take this and go through it and fight your way past it. And then because otherwise it's just a, you know you you can only threaten that once or twice. So somebody's going to say okay, go on then. And they, as as we both know, neither of them neither of them lasted very long at all. Probably you know a year or so. Or, perhaps a little bit longer than that but uh what you said was really nice job but most but one they don't know what you do and two they don't care that all they're worried about is who comes next so no mm, one's ever going to say right. thank mm. you in the sense that you think or you you have no idea of the the level of commitment or um or, or how much of your life you've devoted to it no one's ever going to work that out nor are they going to care about it so <laughs> get that off your plate straight away so once you mm. don't once you're not looking for that and it's not there then 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 you know what it doesn't matter so much but I sort of I worked that out pretty soon in the first sort of three or four years. If you're going to do this, no one's going to at the end of it say nobody at the end of it's going to say thank you or, or and, and that's not true because John just did and, and there's others that do realise it. But it is the minority, not the majority. The majority think you're in the way and you're a nuisance, and they only really think about when it's go, when it's going well. Well done to the centre forward and the players and the whatever. When it's going badly, tag out. You know, but I'm, you know, <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. I don't worry about that anymore. During these tricky times, how often are you in contact with Gary? Well, because I was, I you know, I was one of the sort of panel that interviewed Gary. I, I don't see him as much as perhaps. I mean, Tiz was an interesting one because Tiz was, you know, would come here every Thursday, stay overnight, and then we get a chance to talk, and we usually have a couple of people to come out and meet us in the evening. So that that was a really good opportunity. And I knew, I knew when to approach him with something, when not to, when to protect him from certain things that are going on when to in, involve him and i see gary i see gary quite a lot actually um i i don't go into the training ground as much probably twice twi- twice a week now usually mondays thursdays and and usually sort of a short period of time he, he's a very busy man um how often do i see him i see him after every game i get a chance then but there's usually other people around but but every, every, if ever I ever go out there, he always says, come on in and have a chat to him and you know what's going on, what's happening. And uh, I, I, I get on well with him. I think he's got a, a really good view. But one of the things that, and I know where you're going, <laughs> sort of, but, no, um, well, no. you know, what the, the hand we dealt him, when you really look at it is, uh, I mean, I wrote to the board, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but something like this is going to be a really tough season, probably the toughest season we've ever faced. Now that's the cards he's been handed that's what we gave him at the beginning. Now, you know, I know you think we're going to get promotion to the Premier League in two years' time, but I think it might take three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. But, but, yeah. but the point is that people don't realise that the, 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 the hand he's been passed. I mean, the, 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 they, they do a... They do a I, I, I haven't seen the detail of it, but somebody said to me the other day that the stuff that comes out from the Football League, they do a an overview of all the wages, and you know that's accurate. You know it's accurate because it's come direct from their numbers. So we're second or third from bottom in the terms of of, uh, of, our, of our of our wage budget. Yet we're doing we're putting in more than we've ever put in. 
we're, we're investing into the training ground. We're doing, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. But that's the hand he's got. So if you realise and think, okay, well, that's what we've dealt him. What do you think? He's going to win the league with that hand you've dealt? If he does, you know, that's like pulling four aces out. It's not going to happen very often, is it? It might happen now and again. You could pull four aces out of the pack, but it's not likely to happen, is it? So he's got a real tough job. I think he's very realistic with it. He's very, um, he understands what the club's about. And that's, that I think is what attracted me. One, he had the experience. He, I think, you know, Matt was a very, very good manager, really good. But, but Matt had experience from, from his Bath, Bath, Bath University days through to, he was captain at Charlton when he got promotion to the, to the, to the championship. So he was sort of what I would call bottom up. Whereas Gary is top down, you know, he's played against Ronaldo and, you know, 50 caps. And, and that's where we want him to take us to the top end. So you sort of have this piece in between. But I think the thing that one experience, one, you know, he's, he, he, he's been there before. But, but secondly, he, he fitted with what we're trying to do. And he still does. Now, lots of people would go into their shell and, you know, I'm not doing anything else. But, I mean, but he, he gets the whole picture. Um, uh, but he's got a fair old fight on his hands because, like I said at the beginning, look at the look at the hand we've dealt him. And he he was attracted by that. He was attracted by that when he came. You know, he liked that. The, he liked the nature of the club. He liked what was going on, and he still does. And he's not backing down from it one iota. But I think we have to be very careful as a group of people. I'm I'm not a club director anymore. I'm just an associate director. So don't get to make I'm not decision making situation now. But I think the next steps of how they support him are going to be really, really important. And and, and obviously, I'll be <laughs> put my five penneth in. I mean, you were sort of saying that yesterday, weren't you, John? We're sort of finding yeah. we we are where we should be, really. By the yeah, I think we're like we are finding our feet. But just to touch on what Taggy was saying there, I, the reason why I have such a strong affinity for Gary, I think, is because of how much he has bought into the club. And like you know, you see like it's, it's little things. You know, we went to pe uh, paint that flag that they did the other day, and him and Perks went down and like take it part. And he he bought into the club early on. He learnt what he said on the badge in in Latin and things like that. It's just little things that I think he doesn't have to do, but is doing, which makes me believe that he's the the right person for the for the job. Like, the only one I, thing you've got to realise, John. The one thing you've got to realise, and you know, and and a manager will only find that out by t in in time, is that. The demands on him, not only from the playing side, but and the structural side of the organisational side, from the board, from everybody, from the fans, but also from the community aspect. He needs to find a balance in that. So he says no to, to he doesn't say no to anything, but there still has to be a balance somewhere because I, I, I'm just, I, I worry a little bit that he doesn't, and, and, and I want to try and help him not get uh, swamped by the number so what you say is exactly right exactly true and that's one of the things that attracted when we did the interview and alongside massive experience but um, but also he, he, i think he has a you know we've mentioned it but he, there's only one way to learn is when it's when it happens and he'll you know find that balance and somebody said to me the other day i, I said oh, I'm, I'm, that meeting's going on i've been invited to it what he said julian that's not a good use of your time and i would have gone and that's after 20 years of experience. And that was that was a really interesting pull-up for me. And I, I, that's one of the things that I used to help Tiz with a lot. Matt didn't do anywhere near as much because he had a young young child at home. But uh, but Gary is here. 
And I have changed my view. One of the things I used to think was the manager had to be in Exeter. You had to live in Exeter. You had to be, but actually, when he goes away for two days and he comes, and when he's here, he's here for four or five days, and he's he's on the job all the time, twenty four seven. You get much more hours and time than you do somebody who who goes three hours in the car and goes home at night every night. So I, I think he's, uh, you know, for, for me, I think he's, I think he's. Too, <laughs> The results don't say it, but I still think he's doing a great job. But I'm sure people have a different view. They think there's, you know, and there was a there was a book once. That everything you know about football is wrong. Um, the, the guy came in and was, became very close to Tiz. Actually, I introduced him to, it, and he uh, Anderson, he was called. And there's a the statistics in there about when you change your manager. So it makes a it makes it it gives you a a, a fillip for a short period of time, and then it's worse. So everybody thinks change the manager. That's the answer. Billy McBingo, off we go. Yeah. And the statistics tell you differently. And I didn't know that until, you know, I, I I didn't believe it, but now I can see it in statistics, which which helps the argument. So yeah. mm-hmm. we are where we are. He's a good man. He's a good man. Here, here's a question: Why have we still got that? Is it Wallen sign on the red tuck shop? Yeah, now that's an interesting one. Now I can not spread <laughs> any. I asked. cannot spread any light on that whatsoever because I've got no clue what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I think. What are you? What, what are you talking about? Earl? I think what he's referring to the. Now? He's referring to the old scoreboard tag. Yeah. Why is it there? Yeah. Well, actually, no. I think it's a good idea. If you want to come up next week, bring your bring your box of spanners. I might do. I might do an episode on it. It's probably old, it's probably old enough. The shed that's underneath it. It's probably my time. Well, the old Express and Echo one. I haven't even seen. Is it still there? Is it? I can't even. I don't yeah, even... I'm like sure. It's bloody eyesore. Come on, let's unbolt it. No, I saw it. That's history, mate. That's history. We're not taking that down. That's going to be up there for another hundred years. That is when when the Express Echo is long gone. People, kids are going to look up and say, "What was that Express Echo all about?" I write in there, and there's at least two or three people who read it. I'm sure. Um, Did you meet Michael Jackson? Um. I went to that event. Uh, wild horses wouldn't have dragged me into the room next door to meet Michael Jackson. I am not impressed by, I mean, you know, you're David Earl as far as I'm concerned. The fact that you're a super, you know, a, a film superstar. Don't make it. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't oh go God. next door. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm just trying to right. say, you know, nobody's Sending. more important. Nobody's more important than anybody else, are they? And that Michael Jackson thing was one of the reasons I got involved, because that was a absolute circus. I hated every second of it. Julian, we've never really spoken about we've never really spoken about that that time. What happened? How oh, did he end God. up on the pitch? You, he ended up on the pitch because Russell and yeah, um, Lewis, one of the Russell and Lewis, the people that were in charge in two thousand and two who turned a debt of 2.2 million, which we stepped out of. They wanted to try, they wanted us to form some fine consortium. Me, Steve Perryman, uh, Joe Gadstone, and another guy. Um, and they wanted us to form this consortium. And, 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 and I remember stood on my bridge phoning Steve in Japan and said, 
Steve, it's 2.2 million. We've had an actuary. We've broken into the files and everything. <laughs> Don't get involved. It's beyond. And he said, look, Jim, it's too much for us, 2.2 million. Anyway, they came in, Russell Lewis. They'd never met each other before. How about that? They didn't know each other. One had been arrested in Scarborough for JCB uh, contracts that he dodgy deal financing deals he'd done the other one had been thrown out of reading which is where the link is and had gone to swansea because he bought swansea for a pound and um they they they, they turned that 2.2 into debt in one year into 4.8 million which i didn't realize that's and that's the year i got involved and i didn't know it was 4.8 so in other words a pretty stupid thing to get involved with when you don't realize that number i didn't know the number um but the reason that Jackson came is because Lewis was at Reading. Geller was a friend of his. Geller is the link to Jackson. Oh. So that's how oh. it came about. So the rest of the story is Eamon Dolan, who I was very close to. He died now. He was at Reading yeah. for a long time. He was very, very close to so He's almost like a brother to me and vice versa. Him and Sally Cup went up on the train to pick up Jackson. It was like, his, I, I didn't go. I'm not getting involved in that nonsense. It was like a, a, on the station, in climb on the thing, because Michael Jackson. Said, anyway, the most important thing for me is I, I saw the bill for that because they never paid the bill. Like, I, they hired a train for Michael Jackson from London to Exeter, train for him. And, and anyway, that was not the only one they didn't pay. There's plenty more. So he arrives. He's got his, I don't know how his car got there. He's, he's underneath an umbrella. Oh, don't ask me. He, he goes around the ground on the st on the stage. They had the stage put up in the, a stage or a, a, a you know like a scaffolding stand on. On that stage was David Blaine. Now there is a talent. He's a talent. Nobody even remembers David Blaine's doing card tricks, which is on a big screen, which 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 <laughs> also <laughs> which also they haven't paid for. By the way, there's a big screen in the in St James's Road, a massive screen, and, he, and he's doing card tricks on the thing. I mean, the man's a genius, isn't he? David Blaine, what he's done. And then Jackson's riding around in the car and he does a little speech that's saying, I love everybody and everybody should love everybody else. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> oh, my God. And anyway, then he's next door with Geller and I'm not getting involved. I'm not going in there. Um, he, what, he was in the room, in the next room. I was in the boardroom and he was in the room next door. What was he doing in there? Who oh, knows what he was doing? Who oh, knows what he was doing? People were jumping about trying to order. Oh, give me! A, I'm not. I saw him. At, I saw him at Wembley. I went with a friend of mine when I was working in London, and I saw him at Wembley. He, he was good at that. That's what he was good at. But the rest of it, I'm not, I'm not. His music was good. I love. I love his music. And did he can. He was a bad he, dancer. Did he ask? Did he ask everyone in the crowd to hold hands or something like that? I can't remember that. I've probably Shit. switched off by then. He might well. He could well have done. Yeah, that's right up his street. That's the right kind of thing. But it was. Jeez. It was horrible. It was horrible. And and that link to, and I remember um, David Blaine was in London, and uh, <laughs> he was in some box one near above the River Thames or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't yeah. know exactly what he was doing, but he was in some box upside down in the ice or something for God knows how long. And 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 they had the TV camera up there and and. Uh, and Geller had been down the bottom, giving it plenty to the camera. And he said, get that self-publicising bastard away from me. <laughs> so he's up there, upside down, hanging above the Thames. Like, you know, his life's at risk. And Geller's below him. He says, get that self-publicising bastard away from me. What a great line that is.
It's Gunner's taking all the glory and he didn't shit. He just sat down there with the microphone. Brilliant story. There's loads of those. There's loads of them. There's hundreds of those. I've got loads of those stories. Taggy, can you just quickly touch on like Russell and Lewis just a tiny bit more on like what, what eventually happened to them for those that don't know? <laughs> and uh, if I'm right in saying, yeah. did you go to the did you go to the hearing? No, the hearing in the hearing's really interesting because the hearing was in Bristol and um and what usually happens in a court of law is you have to you have to pass what you're going to say to the opposition and vice versa. But but neither ne- they were they were blaming somebody that was I won't I won't name names because I could, might get into trouble. But both sides were blaming the same person from within the club, from the old school in the club. So nobody wanted to see they didn't want to see what somebody else said because they were both going in the same direction for the same person. But Russell and Lewis, they came down. They were paying. They have Lee Sharp. He was paid in brown envelopes, uh, the, the, the red boxes, which had all the money in, used to come around the pitch after every, you know, about after about 15, 20 minutes of the game. Remember them walking around with the red boxes? Uh, straight into the back. Yeah, of, I, well, when I was younger, yeah. Straight into the back of Russell Lewis's car and off to You're his joking. flat. <laughs> no. no. Oh, listen, that's the least of it. it was, what was, league were was, they uh, in when this happened? Is this League 2? Yeah, well, they... Or they, Division 4? No, they're in it. Um... So, so they took us in the conference, League Two. So that the year they left was the year we went in the conference. So two thousand, two thousand three. So when when me and these other two guys took over the trust as the owners, that's when we went down into the conference that year. So, and then they 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 got arrested. They did a so so Russell's wife downstairs, Gillian. They did some kind of deal where she got away and he did time. So he went in and did some time. And Lewis had got community service, I think. But he can't go back to Swansea because they, they, they'd kill him. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the Russell and Lewis here. And from Rus- we took over from Russell and Lewis. And, they, and but but what, we didn't know, transition. what we didn't know, I knew before they came in, it was 2.2 because we'd done that with an actuary, too big a number. But after that, when it got to when we when we found out finally in sort of September October of 2003, bearing in mind we were in there fighting from May to try and keep it alive, the last grandstand and all of those um, uh, uh, initiatives that we did, people were cycling and riding, and you probably one of them, John, uh, raising money just to and we couldn't pay the wages. We couldn't pay. We were just paying percentages of the wages for, for quite some time, and then uh, they got arrested, and then then, then the, me and these other two with the trust ownership behind took over and that the day-to-day you know in that transition period taggy there was a real concern you know when we got relegated from league two to league one that there wouldn't be a football club not league two to the conference but sorry yeah that's what i meant sorry league two to the conference yeah. that there wouldn't be a, a a football club even well, left the, the, the bottom line is as uh, unless uh, the three of us had actually signed what they call the 288 it would have gone into liquidation so it would have gone bankrupt and it would have disappeared um, whether there's another, whether there's a phoenix from the flames, there might have been because that did happen with Aldershot. Aldershot went all the way down, but came all the way back again. So I sometimes think then we didn't do it because we were worried about it disappearing completely. So we were, what nobody wanted to take that risk. But but in one way, we would have been better off to go down three or four leagues, which is what they did with Aldershot. We'd have been a huge fish, and we would, but we would have been out of debt immediately. It wouldn't have been right, but it would have been easier. <laughs> And we didn't really get out of debt till probably 2014, 15, where we really started to be able to capitalise ourselves in some kind of sense. So 15 years of of, uh, of difficulty. Mm.
I think this is a really like important question for the pod as well. Obviously, given David's May United background, what do you know? What What can you tell us about that time when we drew May United in, in the FA Cup? Oh, it's a good story about that one. So, well, there's I, loads I, I of stories about there was. Man United, but the, well, listen. I mean, we we sent up I think about eleven or twelve thousand people. Man United was a sellout, sixty odd thousand. But the reason it was a sellout was because they were selling vouchers for the for the for the European game in a week or two's time. So but they weren't all coming to see Exeter City. But the point being is, I had the check in my hand. Six hundred and fifty odd thousand pound eventually came through, and that's what we went. That Alex Inglethorpe said, who was the manager, that they said we went from a club with uh, that owed a lot of money to a club with no money, and that was the difference. Right. So right. that did make a huge difference, but it didn't make a difference in terms of being able to pay the wages on a on a on a on a Friday. So it just it just sort of took away that. So, like in anything, you need to be capitalised, don't you? You need to you need to pay in advance, and we couldn't do that for some time until we sort of. Eventually, Grimes was the one that sort of made that made the change. But the Man United game, um, it was great. I mean, you know, the place was full. Trains and boats and planes, literally, literally trains and boats and planes going up there. Flybe were our sponsor, so that was that was useful. So we go there. I'm in the box, of course, because I'm a director at that point, and uh, and with Bobby Charlton and all the no. all the dignitary. Cool. But you know what? You know what? The worst bit was I wanted to be in the stand with all the people jumping about, no, going, "Man, watching!" No, oh, no, no, no. get me in the box, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but while I'm in the box, okay, there's about 10 or 11 minutes to go, and they bring all the big boys on, don't they? On comes Ronaldo and uh, Skulls and a couple of the others. And it's still nil-nil, and it's up on that board, and lots of people have got the picture of that board. And I'm thinking, we've had the draw in December, or beginning end of, end of November, beginning of December. We've had nearly six weeks or five, six weeks to get this organised. Then I'm thinking in my mind, if this goes to a replay, we got five, maybe six working days to get all these people into St. James's Park. Man United are coming if it's a draw. So Skulls got it on the edge of the box. And in my mind, I'm half open, he puts it in the far corner because I'm thinking, <laughs> we're already dead on our feet at this point. Everybody's absolutely, completely and utterly knackered, you know, getting this thing off the ground. Of course, it's nil-nil, all euphoria. And can you imagine? Now we've got we've got a ground that takes eight thousand people, and there's probably twenty eight thousand people who want to come. So the first thing I did was went back through all the people, all the emails, all the people that had helped us along the way, that that had helped us when we were in real diet in the shit. Did they want tickets? And I was paranoid that we were going to miss somebody that had like a podcaster. You know, well, yeah, well, we, there was one or two that we, one or two we crossed off. It's really, you know, I thought that was really important, but that was, and then of course, and, and I knew Les Kershaw was their scout. We, we, we did an awful lot of work. He was like uh, Ferguson's right-hand man. And we did a lot with him in the youth. He was very interested in what we were doing youth-wise. And uh, he phoned me and he said, after the, you know, in between the games, he said, hey, Julian, he said, all big bellies on bus. <laughs> I kind of remember that phrase. I'm like, it took me a second to work out what he was saying. But what he was saying was, of course, you had Rooney. You had, you know, literally all the all the all the big all the big boys were on the bus. So we absolutely had their full squad 
out there. Ronaldo, the whole lot were on the pitch. Taggy, am I right in saying that you were in the room when the ball got drawn with the manager, or were you not? Yeah, I was. Yeah, we were at. Uh, what was Steve's, Ferguson? No, 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 no. We were at, when the when the ball got drawn out. We were at Steve Perryman's house, and we, even oh, right. the TV cameras were there because obviously it was a big deal. I mean, nobody knew what was going to come out. And then I'm sat on the settee. And in my normal style, everybody's up jumping around going bananas. And I'm sat still thinking, shit, this is going to be, how are we going to, my mind has immediately gone to how are we ever going to organize this? Because, you know, we had volunteers everywhere. The whole place was run by volunteers. Nobody was on the, nobody was on the payroll. And I'm thinking that's that my mind has immediately gone to, you know, how are we going to make this possible? Whereas they're all jumping about Steve and Alex and everything are all dancing about in the room. And I'm thinking from a different perspective, you know, thinking, oh my God, how are we going to deal with it? But we did. And they, oh my God, did those people do some job? Oh, we had them coming in the bottom into the, um, uh, into the center spot. Then they would get, I don't know, something they get their, there were season ticket holders or trust holders. <laughs> the trust membership went up a bit, I can tell you then. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> and then and then they went through there, they went up the stairs, and they went in all, all, the, all, the, all the different boxes. They had to pay in one and they, you know, to, to do their membership in another, and then they come out the other end serving. It was a great day, but um, but oh but the work that was put in to achieve that, you know, in, in and I remember Ian saying we were we were just we got on the coach and we'd gone back to the hotel before we got on the get on the plane to go on big Billy we were yeah, big star because of course Flyby were our sponsor, otherwise we'd have probably been in a minibus. And uh, and he said uh, he said, Well we'll we'll have a we'll have a day off tomorrow and we'll, on Monday we'll regroup. I said, You are having a giraffe. I said, we mean eight o'clock Sunday morning. We got five, probably six days to organise the biggest event that's ever been in the football club in our and and make as much money as we possibly can in the process. And the but the best thing about that story is, so we're in there eight thirty in the morning uh, upstairs in that in the uh, in the in the centre spot, and I'm looking out the window waiting for the win- meeting to start, looking back down the the, the uh, outside the. The ground and, and there's there's three people from school I haven't seen for fifteen to twenty years walking up the other way looking for me. Where are we going to get our tickets from? That's the next right, morning. Yeah, that's really? our past eight in the morning yeah. the next day. Yeah. yeah, Taggy, where's our tickets? Like you know, we're, we're, we're old schoolmates, but yeah, I can't remember whether they got them or not. But they certainly didn't get them that day. But yeah, it's a great great times, fantastic so, fantastic FA, memories. So FA Cups. Like an FA Cup run is really important for a club like Exeter, isn't it? Which oh, is why no. I looked down my nose at John when he said I couldn't give a shit about the mm. Wigan game. Well, I think actually you're obviously overtaking him significantly in understanding the finances of football. You know, John obviously. I didn't understand <laughs> John's angle. It's like, hang on a minute. Well, get, him, ask him, get him to explain himself there. John, then. Put him on explain the spot. your angle. <laughs> um. <clears throat> My thought process was, we'd already had a, we'd already had a li- lovely little cup run, and my uh, my juices had been satisfied in that in that regard. So I thought, you know what, if we go out, <laughs> come on, John. Well, you know, yeah, obviously I understand how important it is financially, but where you know, it's it wasn't for me. It wasn't the end. You of the were world, worried about the squad, weren't you? Yeah, we already had loads of injuries, um, and we're, we're like we're already on paper thin ice. <laughs> Yeah, but that, of, that's know, the, that the point there, John. Is you're right. You know, when something like that happens, you 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 know, where's the silver lining? You know, here's the cloud. We're in the middle of the cloud. Where's the silver lining? The silver lining was well, we can do. So immediately, we've lost the game. I'm thinking, okay, well, that's good because 
we we haven't got the players to play the next one. But if you give me the chance to go back and score two goals, I'll score the two goals. I'll take the next 60,000 and the draw against God knows who. Mm. That's the reality of mm. it. And then, but uh, because yeah, a club like ours, here, you're learning, yeah, 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 yeah. Pin back your ears. You got your nose pad out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I never I've got a question that leads on from this, Julian. I, I never want to lose a game of football, by the way, just for everybody. What was your role, John, at 16? I was a trustee. How it's often a... did it piss you off that there was a 16 year old involved? Uh, Julian? Me? Yeah. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> see, there's a difference because I knew it was John. There's a big difference in that. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I don't know. I actually, I suppose. Was it an irritation? You want a truthful answer, really. In some ways, it's nice that some, that, that that area. So when we arrived, the first thing I did is is I got a whole mass amounts of tickets because the ground was half empty, and we went to. Um, the the T- Twyford Spartans uh, Central Football Club and we gave a sh- amount two hundred tickets away every week and they would bring somebody they bring a parent with them they bring somebody you know they play in the morning they come and watch and not so those people have been through the big bank and probably you know they're probably still and some some of them I remember from when they were kids and they've that's really the way to build it you know it's it's about when's the right time to plant a seed when's the, when's the right time to plant a tree well it's today if you haven't done it twenty years ago. So do it today. Don't keep waiting all the time. And that's what we did then. Those kids are the ones playing the drums and making the making the um, the uh, the banners. I think there's probably a new lot coming through now. Is John one of your saplings? Well, well, you, you, I mean, some fall on stony ground, don't they? <laughs> 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 I, my point was that it's quite useful to have that link into that world because you, they don't want to speak well they're going to speak to me no you know i'm, I'm a i'm a director i'm an arsehole of the phone what they don't want to speak to me and every, every lots of things that were going on i i didn't get involved in what was going on i mean i was the one who drew the heart on the on the big bank what do you mean I, perhaps i perhaps i shouldn't have said it but but it was me well i didn't actually do it but the idea of actually doing it when they were playing it we i put that there because that's the heart of the club Right. So I mean, that's probably they probably won't stand on it now. <laughs> but my point, my point is that I would never. Don't tell them what you're behind because let John do that, or let some. So you need different people in different spheres of life, at different that represent different groups of people. So I, I think it was in that sense, it's very useful. I mean, it was John, so it wasn't as useful as we thought it was going to be. But <laughs> other than that, how uh, how far can this can this John go? Do you think, Taggy? How, how far up the ladder can this guy well, go? if you get him off the pod saying things about, you know, the history that he obviously hasn't got a clue about, but... I think he can go a long way, actually. He obviously yeah. cares a, a great deal. He has, he's got an understanding of what goes on. Uh, you know, he, he, he obviously gets... I think I don't think... That, people don't get how difficult it is. They don't. They just don't get it. It's 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 almost. It's like next to impossible. Bearing in mind that the model that we're trying to put forward, there's nobody else doing it. No blueprint. There's nothing to follow. Everybody else is screwing it up left and right, and they've got a shitload of money. So we're making a really good fist of it. With with by comparison, not no money because we're you know we're we're really fine up, but by comparison. This is just incredible. Sometimes with the staff, I don't do it now, of course, but the previously we'd have a staff meeting every Monday afternoon. Somebody buy the cakes, and we'd have the first hour, half an hour, 
And I, I would, a couple of times, I was, you'd look in front and you say, you've got this, 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 all these things you've got to do. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is good. And I just said, wait a minute, well, look behind us. Look what's been achieved over the years. Look what you've done. And then suddenly there's a spring in your step. And that's the way you need to look at it. Look what you've achieved. And then it makes looking what you've got to, you know, you swum the Atlantic, you know, you swum the ocean. Now you've got to climb the mountain. But at least you've done, an, you've already done the impossible. You just got to do it again. Um, and I think that's where we are. We've just got to do it again. Uh. I know that you've heard this thousands of times, but for, for me, how how far can Exeter go and how do they get there? And uh... Uh, I think the the, the 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 difficulty is now is that, you know, when I, when I started in 2003, well, I started this, I used to say, all we need to do is we need to provide what's commensurate with the needs of the city. They want leisure. They want the highest possible. They want the best football. And I thought at that point that the that the the Premier League was a possibility. It wasn't a certainty. It would have been a long shot, but we would have had a go at it. But things are moving on. You know, the world doesn't sit still, David, does it? So the answer to your question is it's getting harder. I mean, the regulator will make a difference. When we're in lockdown... Sorry, what's they that? Did a, what's the regulator? Well, the, the, the regulator will come in and he's... They're trying, I suppose the regulator is a government initiative and the regulator will, because really what you've got is you've got the football association is the only association, only a football association in the world that doesn't govern football because the premier league were given the rights to the TV. Well, where's all the money? So they're really the boss, if you like. And the FA is really a coaching. Um, so, but, but you know, the world moves on, doesn't it? It moves on at a rate of knots. And, you know, you look at Man City. I mean, I don't think we're going to take on a foreign government anytime soon. You know, not unless we hit oil in Budley Salterton or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going <laughs> to it, it happen, you know. So, so yeah, I, I think I've downgraded it. I, I think that, I think it's possible maybe to have a little excursion into the, uh, into the championship. But um, I think, as we, we all know, Matt's finding a really difficult. There's, they've got a couple of individuals in there putting money in. I think we'd have an excursion in there. But w- the one thing I learned the last time we went to this league is don't try and chase it. Right. If you try and chase it, what happens? So what, is, is, that, you, is that what you tried to do then, Julian, the first time? Well, that's what that's what we did the first time. Yeah, we got to yeah. eighth in the league. And then really? The year after, well, the first the first time, the first year we got out on the last day. Matt Taylor actually slipped up and gave them a goal. And then we won 2-1. Brian Harley stuck one in the top corner right at the end and we stayed up into League One. That was our first year. The second year, we got to eighth in League Two, in League One. And year three, we bombed. We absolutely bombed because we went to try and chase it. And the one thing I've learned is when you get to that fight, and I've learned actually that over three to five years, you build a team. You don't build it overnight. You have a mixture of youth, a mixture of experience. You have a couple of really good players that want to stay, like the area. I mean, there's a whole load of variables in it. It's not unless you've got a unless you're Man City and you can just pay a fortune and then they'll come. I don't know that they'll play for you, but that's another story altogether. So, you know, when and, and sometimes you get to a point and, and you need to start again because it's not working or something's happened. Like we just lost um, four of our youngsters. You know, Randall's at Peterborough, Archie's gone. Um, who else has gone? And then Josh Key has gone. Then, you know, then we Stano last year, didn't we? And, you know, sometimes you, you just have to put a year or two to try and 
stabilize and then go on. Because what everybody wants you to go, they want you to go, 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 you know, top, 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 and it's unrealistic. The other, the, other, the other thing I've observed is that sometimes you get two or three leagues, teams that come down from the higher league. Well, they might have, you know, two years down, they might still be on some parachute payments or they're getting 16 or 20,000 people through the gate. Well, they've got mm. a slightly... And, 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 and somebody philanthropic at the top, but well, they've got a little bit more spending power than you, haven't they? And they're in the middle of this, and they're in the middle of the country as well, so they can attract players more. Oh, right. So we're so in the you, middle. Do you the, get parachute well, payments from the championships of league? We one? don't get any. No, no. Well, no. Right. But what happens is this is the other thing. What usually happens to a team that gets in trouble, no matter what league you're in, you don't go down one league, you go down two. If you're not sensible about what you do, you look at the numbers top teams that have been in League League One and League Two. Because they because they get themselves into a, a spiral that you can't get out of. Wigan, Bolton. You know, they were Premier that long ago. And I'm sure Derby County. Reading, Sunderland. Sunderland. Lipswich, there you go. Keep going. So there's my point. You don't go down one. I mean some do, but you don't go down one. And I've been in enough boardrooms. I was on the conference board. Well the first hour and a half, well actually that's not true. The first two hours was about people who were in trouble coming out of the Football League. That was what you were there for, to try and sort out the complete shambles that was coming at you that were direct, you know, bereft of any finance. And now I'm on the Football League board now. I'm a you know, replacement. I've been you know, on it, go there quite a lot. The first hour is the one, and <laughs> the number of clubs are in trouble. And you think our club's in trouble. N- not really. That, that's the important thing to remember, isn't it? That although it's not like looking, you know, at this precise moment in time, the greatest on the pitch, at least off it, there's a little bit of stability and we're in a good place. There's some, like you say, there's, there's, I dread to think how many teams there are that, you know, go to these meetings that are in real, real shit, like shit that is. About John, I'll tell you, in, in trouble is about 80. Yeah. Well, there you go. The old uh, the, the money that are, that are, that are that, you know, is under pressure. There's only 92 I teams. Say, I wouldn't, yeah, and I wouldn't say that, you know, because who, who apart from us doesn't put money in at the end of the year? Name me one team. I, I wouldn't know, no. It's, it's, it's I mean, I think, I think Tottenham make money. Um, I don't, who else? Everybody else is. Look at the Everton chairman who walked away. How much was it? 70 million or something, or some 700 million. I can't remember. I can't even, it doesn't matter how many million. But he walked away and he was happy to be able to walk away. Yeah, he was vilified. So he put, he put a, a fortune in. So what success is a really good question. I can't answer your question, David, because I don't know where we'll end up. But if you, if you really ask me, I think we might still just about... If, if, the, if the wind is in the right direction and the right players come through at the right time with the right manager and the right... And, and we don't get a pile of injuries because that can kill. That can kill even the best teams. You suddenly get four people, and then you're screwed. Well, that's you what's know, happened this year. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big factor. It's a big yeah. factor. Yeah, it is. And and you don't know what's going to happen. So, if that if the wind is right in the terms, you don't get lots of injuries. The wind is right in the sense that you don't have Derby County, Ipswich Town. Wigan, Bolton, all in the same league, which have got parachute payments for two years ago, and then and that parachute pays like 20, 30 million or something. So, you know, and then and then some of them have some bad luck. Then you've got the ch- that's where the chance comes, but you don't know that at the beginning of the season. And everybody wants you to. F- Sometimes it's best. I think you look at the league and say, okay, 
top seven or eight, they're getting 20,000 a week, they're getting 25,000 a week, they're getting 20,000, and they've got this person and that person, that person, that are throwing money in as well. Oh, go on then, take them on. But even, even the smaller teams in our division, Terry, like teams maybe of a similar size, or maybe that we're getting more attendances than maybe look at Burton, they, they have way more, they must have a, a bigger budget than us. They're playing in the championship a couple of seasons ago. So it's not just the big teams with big crowds of big owners you're competing with. You're also competing with the small teams with big owners. So we're you're in a position about, where we've got, yeah, yeah. You are, you know, we've got no, you, mm, we've got no, not a real substantial, you know, 8,000 is a, a lot for us, but it's not in comparison to, you know, the, the, the top boys. And also we don't have an owner that's going to cover our losses every year. I think demography or, you know, where we live is a, is, a, is an issue. And then, and then also philanthropy. Those are the two things that make it going to, always going to make our life difficult. It's I funny because when the players attract get, people, well, it does, but football's transient. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? If somebody said they were going to pay you a couple of million to go and live at so-and-so and do this film for the next three or four, five, six years, and you were going to do a, sh- or a, or a show or something, what would you do? I mean, unless you had enough money to stay where you are, but, you, but bearing in mind that your career was going to finish at 34. You'd go and fill your boots, David. Don't give me that. Don't, don't look up in the air like, like, like you're thinking, like you're thinking I'm well, I'm not sure what I would do. We know roof. what you do, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go anywhere for two million. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely anywhere. And I'd be in the back seat with you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the point when you put it to, you know, and, th- and then you've got, you got kids at school. You know where you're going to live. You've got so God. You're, you're, this is you're, depressing. Your support, <laughs> your support network. Yeah, but the, but you're quite right, Dave. When they get down here, they absolutely love it. Oh. they can't believe it. Mm. Some of them so have you, seen sheep before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lucky devils. <laughs> so, so, wait, so at the start of each season, or at the start of this season, you were probably thinking if we if we. If we manage 15th, 16th, 17th, we've done really well as a realistic. Uh, it's, yeah, I think Gary's done really, really well. I think we've made you know, one or two mistakes, but we've, but he's done a really good job in other areas. If, we, we, you know, if everything had gelled right, I think we might have done better than that. Now, now 15, 16, I would be happy with you. But we, like always, you know, a, something happens or there's some... Uh, you know, a, a big offer for a player or a, something that happens that you you right or wrong decision. It's, it, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? We're all genius with that, aren't we? Or mm. our fans, particularly. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Well, yeah, we know that now. Or oh, you shouldn't have done this. Or um, that that does make that. Make, but if you if you do get those things right, then I think we would we could have gone. We could have had a little tilt. Can we not? Can we not still have one? We still have one. <laughs> Look at him! That. Look at him! That. Please, <laughs> please, can we? Yeah. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Where I would have been slightly more in your camp, I'm heading a little bit more towards John's camp at the yeah. moment. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, so what? Sorry. So what? What happens in January then? Do you look to try and bring in a couple of players, or is that how it works? Or do you go, this is what we've got to the end of the season? I think you look at a couple of things. You look at the finance to see what's available. You look at um, where your injuries are, because, I mean, Dimitri is out now. That's a ma- What a blow that is. You, you know, they're arguably amongst, you'd say, your best player. Yeah. And I mean, 
and then and then at the end of the year, will he still be with us? Well, I'd be surprised if you get any number of offers. But now we haven't got him. Uh, and we got yeah. to pay for him, you know, which is quite absolutely, you know, even when, bless him, when, when Stano went, we paid his wages for two years because he was on a three-year contract. So, but, you know, somebody said nobody else would have done that, but it was, it's, that, that, that's what the club does. It does the right thing. I mean, that cost us a difficult, so we didn't replace. So, um, it, it's going to be difficult there. Because, uh, again, it's exactly like I've just said. People don't realise this. I'll oh, oh, go and get somebody. Well, guess what the world is going to be after then? If they're not going to be after strikers that can score 10 to 15 goals. Mm. There's, mm-hmm. there, I mean, uh, there's rock and roll shit and there's rock and roll shit, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. So, so you know, play. that's the word. How if we can play? Yeah. Well, yeah so I, I, was, I was kind of hoping that that might, uh, <laughs> that might be brought up. It's been a while, but I've seen you do some tricks. Well, if you need anyone, <laughs> I'll be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I have had that offer on a number of occasions, and I think actually the advice would be is we will call you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, I think. <laughs> it's important though, Taggy. You uh, you say they're like it's so easy for someone or a fan to go, oh, we, we've got to bring a striker in 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 January, but like what? Like you say, what do you what do you think every other club is doing that's in the same position as us, looking for strikers? And if they've got more money, they're further up the country, they're closer to home. You know, why it's a no brainer, isn't it? We're competing with so many things going against us. It's I just don't think people really quite understand. And you know, the the, the clubs that are loaning them out want them to go to the highest possible level. I mean, we have got an exceptional reputation for bringing people through. Um, so that does work in our favour a lot. I and mean, lots of lots of agents even you know send players. Your club is the right club for us because we have done that really well. Um, but you're you're quite right. It's going to be even 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 the best loanees. You know, how old are they? How much experience have they got? And you you, you and if you're taking a gamble, the way that the way that they very often do it is they say, okay, the wages are X or a small amount, but he has to play if he doesn't play you play the full amount so now you're committing yourself so you get somebody and you oh. play them and it's not yeah that's what they do which is why wouldn't you if you're going to send somebody out on loan you don't want him on the bench do you you want him to play so they say okay well if he play let, let's let's take an, a, a, a very strong example we have had that before if he plays nothing if he doesn't play three grand a week that's a big example you know but but so, along that, that's the principle mm. Yeah, so you better get it right. We have had some really good loans over the years. You look at some of the couple that are playing in the Premier League now. You look at Dara O'Shea; he was exceptional for us, and, and Chio, Chio Ogbene, he's at he's at Luton now. So, like you said, we've got a really good record of bringing loans in and developing them. Look at Stanmo; he came to us. Now he's firing in the Championship. So, I think we've got an attractive Wilson, proposition. There's any, there's any number, but what 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 it is what what's hard to find is goal scorers. So you yeah. can get there's there's hundreds of midfield players. There's hundreds of back four players, and there's actually quite a few goalkeepers, as we know, because we, we've had a lone goalkeeper for a while now. Strikers? What was I saying about the Rocking Horse? Right. So I don't want to depress you too much, David. Do you want to change the well, subject? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <Flip> it out. <laughs> David, 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 David. On a serious yeah. level, though, how does that make you feel? Um, well, uh, reality is bitten. Uh, no, I just want to remain in League One by hook or by crook. Uh, but you should still, I mean, uh, the one thing I've got is I want to do that as well, but I still have that, 
I don't think it's worth, you know, ambition is, I don't want to do yesterday what I, don't do today what I did yesterday. I don't, I'm not interested, you know, and there's got to be some kind of real fight to progress I, in, in anything. I don't, I don't know whether that's, you know, sort of a nature's way of doing it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm less interested when I think they're not really going to go after some kind of level of success. When you said the first time you went in League One, you sort of reached for sort of the stars and kind of bombed. What did you do? What What did you do differently? What does that um, look like? Well, you you well, it, you 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 kept the players as much as you could on the pleasure, and you probably increased their money to keep them. Let's right. see, you you finish eighth. All yeah. of a sudden, your players are worth more than you finish fourth from yeah. bottom. Same player. Might be, and what we've done really well on a couple of occasions is bought players or bought players in that have come out of teams that have been relegated. It's like here's the example: I'd like to see a goalkeeper who's lost a game three 0 every week, but it's man of the match. He's the one you want. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's really where you look for your value. So, but when you've got somebody that can command a number, you've got him. You know who he is. You know what he's like. You know and it say okay we'll do that and then he's not the only one then you do that then you try and bring somebody else in as well you try and keep it all together and that's my point sometimes you need to say right you lot can go bring a couple of the youth players in bring into and and, you know if we get relegated never mind because the next year we'll be so strong we're going to batter everybody because we've got the finances we're in the right position we've got people coming through we could organize ourselves over contracts over two and three years rather than them all fall off the end. And sometimes that's that's what happens. All the really good ones fall off the end or they move on somewhere else. So it's not a, it's not an exact science that I'm afraid to say, David. It's a yeah. really complex. And that's just one aspect of the business that's quite you know that's a really complex part of the business. Some of some is some is actually luck. You know, they they want to stay or they don't want to stay or the offer comes from somewhere they don't want to go or who knows? Mm. I don't know. Mm. There's, a, there's lots of variants. What's all those yellow and blue tickets behind your head? It's my new film. Zoom in on that then. Steal that idea. It looks, it looks uh, well first 20 gone. minutes look dull. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> oh, no, <it's> not. <laughs> Oh, no, that's an SH in front of it, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced uh, I'm convinced you add a post more post-it notes every time or make them smaller. There never seems to be that many normally. There's loads, isn't there? Yeah, there's loads. Loads of <laughs> clever ideas. Can't actually see any writing on any yeah, of they're them. they're all blank. <laughs> like some of them. Are... It's a short film again. <laughs> <laughs> each one each one of those is a film that's what we're going to worry about <laughs> <laughs>
You know, yeah. you, you, I mean, you sent me a message which I didn't get. I don't think you actually sent that message. I think that's a, just a, you know. What's that? So don't, you sent me a message that don't come on if it's too difficult this morning. Well, oh, I no, yeah. I would have never have done There are fans for oh, really? or something. It's easy, isn't I, I it? I just, just thought you might be busy. I didn't realise you'd be in your jacuzzi. And by the way, <laughs> put a top on. Hands <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. and bottoms. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. But it, it's easy, isn't it? If you're telling the truth or what you think is, is real, it's not actually... Somebody tells... They, they should be like, what they do is they, they, they... Somebody says a scenario which is not true in the first place and then you get a whole thread off the back of it. Well, the, well, the premise is not... The first bit's not right. And then everybody discusses the whole bit that, hang on a minute, your starting point was, was way off beam. So I've never, I've never ducked that at all. In fact, I actually, I actually like it when it gets difficult because any idiot can do it when it's easy, can't they? Well, I, I guess, I, I, I guess like, for them. I like a problem. Problem solving's brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's great. I guess for them, they're just, they're lots of, lots of men who are concerned. And how, how do you put their minds at rest? Well, we've got to listen to they're listening to the wrong podcasts, aren't they? You just what you put on there, you can go on there and you say, listen to my new football club and we'll put you straight. I think I think those kinds of people are, are like your voice is lost on. You can you can say anything and you they'd still find something or someone or some a place to blame. You know, they they just, those kind of people are people that just enjoy moaning and you've got to accept that that's part part of football and you know your words. Yeah, but it's mm. true. Like it's 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 I, in my opinion, it's a waste of breath. No, oh, I think God. I think all the extra. Okay. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Because you, you know, we, we mentioned before that, you, like, what, you know, we can't you can't care about what other people think. You have to be honest, and that's my honest opinion. You know, and like you said, it's the minority. It's not everybody on there is is negative and talking crap or whatever. But you know, those are the ones that stand up the, the most. Interesting, John. The interesting thing on there is that the the, the thing that makes X Web. I don't know whether it's good, bad, or dangerous or what, but. You, get, you don't get that many people that write on it. It seems to be the same ones. Not that I've done it for a long time, so it might have changed by now. But lots of people read it. You know, you might get, you know, David might not be going on there, but, and then they take their opinion from that. And I think that's the bit that people need to think about, that when you get on there, read it by all means. You know, if you're involved in football, you're interested in football, read it. You know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? But just understand that, you know, that the, that it's a small group of people that are going to do exactly as you say the same thing each time and and you need to sort of sort of think through that and that's the bit that worries me that lots of people read it because there's no other place to go apart of course from this pod which is where they should be yeah, yeah thank you about, about right but the thing is is that, that they're what's it called they're not they're, they're thick although they're, they're like really overly positive in in the good time Times and it, when it's going well, Gary Calder is the best manager on earth. And then six weeks later, they want him out, and he's what? Like, Ooh. I can't, I can't get my head how you can be that like switchy. That's, it just doesn't make football, any sense to me. Football fans at every club are like that, I think. But though. yeah, no, I fully understand that. But I just don't get it. I cannot wrap my head around how you can like you either invested or you're not. So like, you say at the start, this isn't the right person. You can't halfway through because shit's hit the fango. He's not the right person. Nothing. How much? It, how much has changed in that six weeks, realistically, that has made you go, you know, we've been incredibly unlucky. We've had terrible injuries. Yes, we're not playing well. Yeah, we can't put the ball in the back of the net. But how much has really changed with the person that was managing the football club six weeks ago to now? It's nothing. Well, I think we've got a good reputation there because we've had, I think, five managers in 20 years. That, I don't think any club even gets close to that. So um, I would I would like to think that, that at least whether or not the fans want to change every five minutes 
And some people say that we don't do it because we can't afford it. Well, that's true too. <laughs> so you can dress up if you want, but, but actually, <laughs> if it wasn't true, I'd still be doing the same thing because I remember when Tiz came, you know, got, got relegated. And oh, we, we want to get rid of it. And I'm thinking... One, one, one of the, uh, affordability would have been difficult, but two, he's just learned everything you want to learn. There's a great, there's a great piece that used to be on my wall, John. I know you got a bit on your wall, but from Reader's Digest, and this guy ICI, uh, bloke came into him and said, uh, uh, I, "I know we just lost five million. I suppose we want, I suppose you want my my um, my resignation." And he said, "No, I don't want your resignation." He said, "I just spent five million educating you." So there's the point, you know, when something goes wrong, if it's an intelligent, sensible person who feels it, the same as you feel it, he's just learned what you need to understand to make sure that doesn't happen again. So what are you going to do? Get, bring the next one in to do this. That's, that doesn't make any sense to me either. So that, it's, that's, that's the beauty of where Gary is now as well. Like He's like, you know, he's, he's had tough times at other football clubs and, and they've been quick to get rid of him i think he like again he's he's in this learn they all losing these or not getting a you know a point in 11 games whatever it is is only going to be beneficial to him and us because he's learning uh, uh, and it's a yeah it's a, a really difficult situation for him because he's got to come out he takes all the responsibility takes it on the chin and and, and i think he's got a, he knows what he wants to do i think one of the things that you know can we i'll, I'll go back to the start is this is the hand he's been dealt. Now to deal that hand and to come out of that that gambling debt, that gambling room, rather, which is what it is. You're you're in there gambling with another, however many t- twenty odd, twenty three teams, and to come out on top of that is going to be a tough ask. And and uh, you know, as long as he's, as people keep saying to me, you know, are we going to win today? And I've always said, as long as the club's going in the right direction, I think it is. You know, I think it is. You know, I'm doing less, so that must be going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet will it be though when he turns it round? But the, the sweetness in it is, if he's the right person and he doesn't, it's still the right thing to do. You know, will it be sweet when he turns it? Of course it will. But will it make any difference because he's going to have another bad run somewhere? So it'll only be yeah. a ro- roller coaster. Yeah. The sweet thing is, you got the right person in the right place doing the right thing for a long period of time. He understands the club. He understands what's going on. He understands the youth. He wants to bring them forward. He understands the community. That's the right thing. Even if he does, you know, even if it doesn't do well in d- terms of the, what are the reasons why? Is it because he doesn't work hard enough? Is it because? You know, he made the wrong choice. I think he's put together a really good squad. He's just, there's a couple missing, as we as we all know. We don't really need to. We won't <laughs> go into that because that's a different story. But you know, I'm, I'm I think we got the right person. I really do. He loves the pod. Well, there is one. There is a bit of an exception. Yeah, he, he really very. Yeah, <laughs> don't really understand what's going on yet. Obviously, but. <laughs> Well, his yeah. wife does. Yeah, his apparently wife. so. Yeah. yeah, she's picking the team. She's picking the team. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've had you in touch with her and you're telling her to pick us out of the box thanks so much for coming on Julian pleasure enjoyed it it's good fun. no I really mean it I, I we did I, I said to we did send a message so I thought you'd be going oh god I've got to deal with them no today. no so no appreciate you coming on well, we might even get you invite you over but if I'm if people just find out you know, if you've joined the prawn summary okay it might be persona non grata with your you know your, your sweets over the other side so you know, we'll wait for you to phone us. Okay, right. Thanks, Julian. Appreciate Pleasure. it. See you soon. All the best. Yeah, Thanks. Good luck. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.